Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> With the on-site community, thank you online community for joining us today. It is always an honor to be up and preach for y'all. So I am going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is anger. (laughs) One story from my childhood that I tell a lot has to do with trees and anger. When I was little, a bunch of trees in my neighborhood got Dutch elm disease and started rotting, so my dad and a bunch of other people had to cut them down. This was a necessary task because rotten trees can fall in somebody's house or car. But seven-year-old Siobhan didn't see it that way. Baby Siobhan was convinced that the people were ruining the environment and taking away the animals' homes, and I didn't really know what Dutch elm disease was. So I made a sign and taped it to the front of my door that said, no tree killers allowed in my house. (laughs) My dad took it down right after. So I made another sign. Even at seven, I knew the importance of being a good steward to God's earth and to protect the marginalized. But I was also an incredibly self-righteous child. And this is just one of the many examples throughout my childhood that I mistook self-righteousness for holy anger. Paul talks a lot about anger in today's scriptures. These verses are from letters written by the Apostle Paul to a group of very new followers in Christ. The book of Ephesians constantly emphasizes the need for Christians to cast aside your old ways of living in favor of integrating and unity with fellow believers. Ephesians chapter 4 is an example of this. Holy anger. Use your anger to seek and pursue justice. So Ephesians 4.31 goes, put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, and slander, along with every other kind of evil. To be honest, there are times where I read this and think it's completely ridiculous. Why shouldn't I keep my anger when it's a God-given emotion as holy as any of the others? And to be honest, there are times where I think these verses have a hint of self-righteousness. But... I feel that way when I look at these verses in isolation rather than thinking of them as part of a larger story. When I feel most excluded from the Bible, it's usually because I'm focusing on a few verses devoid of context rather than remembering the thread of liberation woven throughout the entire thing. When I read these verses, putting them into the context of Jesus liberating love, I start to see a story based on God who cares for me and wants what's best for me, rather than reducing God to a deity that nitpicks our every move to see if we're sinning. It's super important to remember that just because something's true doesn't mean it's true all the time. Just because the anger mentioned here is destructive, that doesn't mean that anger still can't be a holy emotion. And my anger is at its holiest when it's a motivator for me to seek and pursue justice. As followers of Jesus, we're called to follow his example. This means using our anger to seek and pursue justice. There's a story in the gospel that Enneagrams ate love. (laughs) That's Jesus flipping over the temple tables. 
He did this after getting angry that people were selling stuff in the temple and using it for everything but a place of worship. So Jesus changed that and chased the moneylenders and the dealers out of the temple by flipping over their tables. That's just one example of Jesus using anger to pursue justice, and we can follow that example. The Bible is full of stories of people who got angry over how they were treated and decided to do something about it. But it's also full of stories of people who were just angry. Um, there is, I'm getting my slides in order. Oh, I'm still learning how to work this thing. See, this is why you, I work in the arts versus doing the PowerPoints. Use your anger to seek and pursue justice, holy anger. Y'all, this is new for me. Can you give me some claps as I get this together? <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, I did it! <laughs> Jesus taught us that our anger can be useful. Paul told us to keep our anger in check. And both are necessary to remember. My wedding anniversary, anniversary is Juneteenth, June 19th. Yay for threads and themes of liberation. A piece of advice that we got early in our years of marriage was that a lot of new couples get, it's never go to bed angry at your spouse. To put that into biblical terms, not letting the sun go down on your anger. This verse means to be careful with your anger and the context of the other verses from that chapter. Be careful with your anger so you don't rupture relationships. When your anger is out of control, you're providing an opportunity for a devil. And let me see if I get this right. Yes, I did it! <laughs> but providing the devil an opportunity doesn't have to mean a literal devil. Giving the devil an opportunity could be letting your selfishness or self-righteousness get the better of you. Or an argument where you want to be right rather than doing what's right. Providing the devil an opportunity is to participate in unjust systems that marginalize and divide. These are the things that grieve the Holy Spirit. How many times have you used your anger as an excuse to do what you want while saying it was necessary or even holy? How many of you have provided an opportunity for the devil to get in the way of justice? These are rhetorical questions, so no need to expose yourselves. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons to be angry with the world. Some of those reasons might be justice-related on a global scale, and some of them might be interpersonal. But it's so important that we remember why we're angry, rather than submitting to blind rage, and that gives the devil an opportunity. <clears throat> rage with no reason divides and should not be mistaken for holiness. If your reason for being angry doesn't honor God, doesn't honor your neighbor or yourself, you need to get some direction because anger without direction gives the devil an opportunity to dishonor ourselves and those around us. There's this book I fell in love with recently called Wreck This Journal by Carrie Smith. It has all these bizarre prompts like use this page as a napkin while you're eating dinner, tie this book to a string and drag it behind you, take this journal in the shower with you, drip coffee or tea on it, rub dirt on it, or eat colorful candy and lick the page. 
and lots of other weird prompts. So I was scratching the page with a bottle opener as the journal requested, and it got me thinking about how God is, how open God is with our feelings. Just as the journal asked me to be my full, messy self with a range of emotions, God asked us to be our full, messy selves with a range of emotions. God gave us emotions for us to be messy with them, for us to be creative with them, to truly fill them, and anger is no exception. Anger isn't something that we have to run from or be afraid of as long as we remember that anger doesn't equal destruction. We still have to be in community with other children of God. We can flip over the temple tables of injustice and not give the devil any opportunity to further divide and marginalize. Making sure it's the right one. <laughs> My beloved community, go in peace, go with holy anger, and pursue justice as Jesus would have us do. Amen. Amen.